Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Tokyo Disneyland, Beyonce's toothbrush, and high school Spanish. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Well, Ryan. Happy Pride. That's what I'm thinking. Only a few more days before all the drag queens go back to their cave in the hills and Deborah Cox goes back to sleep and Lady Gaga has to put her cowboy hat back on. It's all over. Lady Gaga, she has to become uh, Joanne again or whatever. Yeah, and then YouTube will, YouTube will transition its logo back to the full Nazi eagle. Back to a swastika. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, what is it? It's like the QAnon uh, symbol or whatever. Yeah, it's been, where, a, it's been a real bad where we go, Where we go one, we go all. Well, it's like nothing. Nothing's good now anymore. No, like nothing. Everything's part enjoy, of the Borg. You can't enjoy any. Like you can't have like a pure enjoyment of like it's Pride Month. Like let's party and no. let's remember great moments. And it's like oh, the Supreme Court banned gay marriage again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Trump just said that all gay people must be euthanized. Sorry, everyone. And the real tough thing with Pride Month is that. We're an extremely intersectional community. People from all walks of life have been, you know, rejected by their families or yeah. are queer. Yeah. So every bad thing that happens to humanity kind of falls on all of us. <laughs> it's not well, a fun month. I got to say, the parade well, no, is, it is fun. It is like, it is like a... Um... It's like a sandwich, a shit sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you're like bread, mm, bread. Mm. <laughs> oh wait, no, I got to the shit. It's all yeah. shit. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, hey, it's tough out there. Okay, it's hard out there for a pen. It's hard for everybody. Okay. Think, you think it's great being a straight white man? Uh, apparently it is, because as a transition, Johnny Ive, oh. starting his own design firm, leaving I'm Apple. taking my shirt off right now. I get a, I'm get in celebration it. of pride. Let's talk about this. Yeah, in celebration of pride and also Johnny Ive leaving. Um, no, this is huge. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking. news. Like, literally, literally as we started just, recording. I just tweeted about it. Couldn't have been more than 14 minutes ago. Um, it was... 17 minutes ago. Um, Johnny Ive is leaving Apple. He's starting an independent design company. Going to make more toothbrushes. He's like, my real passion has always been beautifully designed, and um, but with one hideous feature, toothbrushes. <laughs> He's like, they're like, absolutely gorgeous. They're very difficult to charge. No, I will say, my diamond clean toothbrush is perfect. And Did he design it? Yes. Okay. And it no, he didn't. Did very he? Very easy to charge. Shut up. He designed a toothbrush? Mm -hmm. Beyonce owns it. Oh, okay. Beyonce owns one of them or the entire company? Beyonce owns one of them. I have <laughs> okay. to imagine more than one toothbrush. Right. But I'll just say this: I mean, he's doing it. He's going to start a um, design company with uh, with uh, Mark Newsom, who uh, used to be really an exciting designer, in my opinion. I consider these guys like very '90s designers. Well, there's the thing. <laughs> there's the rub. I don't feel like I felt like Johnny Ive has been checked into everything for a while. I think that's pretty apparent in the work. I also think like. E New blood is not the worst thing for Apple at the moment. Um, and Johnny Ive had some phenomenal ideas for decades. I know. I, yeah. And, and now maybe it's time for someone else Just to have think some fresh ideas. He's going out with the cheese grater, Mac. It's like But, but the apotheosis legacy. of all of his big ambitions, like simplifying this, getting rid of excess buttons and ports and smoothing everything out and making everything thin, that was his whole thing. And yeah. we're really there. How much? Le how many less buttons could the iPhone possibly have? I mean, it's sure, and no one, and no one's entirely sure if it was all good. You know, like if they were all the right decisions. No, they just were, they deci were decisions. They were decisions. They were a vision. There's no, there's no question. These were all decisions that he made, 
And some of them were good and some of them were bad. Now, look, I will tell you. Listen, Johnny Ive had his highs and his lows. He had his of, thin <clears throat> days and his real pudgy days. Okay, you know what? It's not about his body. <laughs> It's about his body of been, it's about his body of work. I've been always been very attracted to Johnny Ive. Yeah, I get the it. Pivot to the baldness or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I've tracked that and the t-shirt journey very closely. He's gone in the opposite direction of Elon Musk. He oh, embraced yeah. baldness. Elon Musk rejected baldness. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's just say this: one of them's going to Mars, and one is uh, going to a private design firm. One of them knows Beyonce. <laughs> one of them sold a toothbrush to Beyonce. <laughs> uh, Johnny Ive. What is his greatest piece of design? I was trying to think about that. And what is I the think, number one piece that I he's designed? I think it has to be the iPod um, from four buttons to the click wheel down to the nano. The shuffle I don't really care for, but all of the iPod line has to be the raison d'etre. Like it is that maybe the iMac stuff. Those were the, I think the most impactful things done. The iPhone felt more like Steve's project than it did Johnny Ive's project. It felt like a uh, amalgamation of a couple people coming yeah, together. Yeah. But the iPod was truly the pinnacle of, I think, what Johnny Ive was going for. Oh, God. There are going to be so many um, slideshows. Of his designs. Of Johnny you know, Johnny Ive's design through the years. Johnny Ive's greatest hits. Johnny Ive's biggest misses. Um, it's fine. You know, you, there's, there's, there's few, there are a few designers who've had more impact on modern culture. Remember when he designed that um, $256,000 ring made entirely of diamond? I mean, he's designed some dumb shit and some bad <laughs> shit. And, like, honestly, like... He clearly does not care for poor people. <laughs> I mean, he's not designing for the masses. I mean, he's not like, this is the, the best thing for everyone. No, it's which just is the fine, best thing. Which I support. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I'm fine. You don't have to design for everyone. You know, that's a type of design. You don't have to do it. I'm trying to think of like like certainly what... not sustainable or environmentally friendly design was not his forte. Yeah, customizable I... design was not his forte. It was very um, well, yeah. runway. It was it was uh, it was his his focus was on creating something that made a statement and was perhaps impractical, not yeah. like ready to wear. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, stunning for I, its time. I credit Johnny Ive with spearheading a. Um... To be honest with you, a type of design, a sterile form of design that referenced some of the great designers in history, you know, Dieter Rams. Um, uh, it's extremely Magnus. Yeah, it's very Magnus. No, but like, <laughs> you know, he, he referenced some of the great designs throughout history and the great designers. And he's certainly now among <clears throat> them. I mean, maybe certainly. the most certainly. impactful. Literally took a beige box that was in my living room yeah. and turned it into something that I wanted to show people at a coffee shop. But I will, I will say one man's singular vision, or at least his vision plus Steve Jobs's, has <clears throat> dictated so much of design. True. And, and I will say it is a sterile and often um, impractical type of design. Like a glass back on the iPhone. While beautiful, aspirational, aspirational is impractical and kind of incoherent when you think about what the device is. I mean, think and, and, about the think about the, the 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 band that went around the iPhone four and had that. What was it? What was the scandal? The TouchGate or whatever yeah, it was. TouchGate, AntennaGate, yeah. AntennaGate. Yeah, yeah, right. No, not TouchGate. That's something else. But you know, I just think like I will say like for all of his, the credit that he gets for great design, I think he's actually done some some damage to design. Uh, at large, he may like, have like been so impactful. Our, our allegiance, our allegiance to materials like stainless steel and glass, is uh, is driven by like the popularity of the iPhone, not driven by like actual design needs. Yeah. you know, our 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 desire for thinness isn't driven by actual design needs. I think that most people would tell you that when they transition from a kind of a fatter iPhone to a thinner iPhone, they didn't feel like oh I can hold it better. They felt like they could hold it worse. And the truth is like there was less to hold. 
And I think that like it's fine to aspire. It's fine to design beautiful. I mean, they are and they are beautiful objects. But beautiful objects, when you design them, have to have a purpose. And 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 it's okay to be to be frivolous sometimes. It's okay to be um, to to do things that are you know are, are about artifice. But I do think that like he drove design to a place that is in some ways like has been very bad for design. I think he drove us all away from design ideas, like using mixed materials, using things like wood or cloth or, um, uh, you know, using color in a certain way. A warmth and a customization. He reminds me a little bit of like Friends, where like Friends was the pinnacle and it was ubiquitous and it was aspirational and it was pretty and everybody, everybody on earth was impacted and loved it. And the problem of Friends though is that for five years after that, every network tried to make another friends and there was no good sitcoms or tv or creative stuff happening because what they did was was singular and you couldn't really copy uh pun intended at&t singular joke um you couldn't really copy um it because it was it was his own thing and i think yeah it probably had a net negative effect on design as a whole but it was a big step forward this is the end of an era um certainly you're using an iphone today i've noticed um Let's get to that in a second. I want to talk a little bit more about Johnny Hive. We can talk about my iPhone in a second. But um, how, how are they not intrinsically tied? Uh, I'm going to talk about it in a second, but I will say that I mean that's that's actually separate. And one of the other things I just want to touch on for Johnny Hive took over software design at Apple mm-hmm. a few years ago, and and it resulted in some of the worst software design. It's not a software man. I mean, it it resulted in some of the most insane and absurd software that has ever been designed. And, they... to the, and that this does segue to my iPhone, and I will talk about it in a second. But, like, I, I just think there is a, uh, you know, like, like it's you got to take the, once in a while, you got to take the fucking shades off, the rose-colored shades, and see things for what they are. And, you know, it, it is, it, it, it vexes me that, um, that, that Samsung, that I have to watch Samsung try to, like, play catch-up by the way, I think Samsung has, has, in some ways, done design that has leapfrogged some of Apple's ideas, and I think that other companies have as well. And in other ways, they've shit the bed completely. I mean, yeah, so like, Google, like Google, Google had a moment. I mean, I and I believe that there are some fundamental principles of their design that, it, I mean, certainly material design on the software side holds up to like battle tested, in my opinion, way more than Apple's design guidelines within like wh- whatever the iPhone is doing right now. I was going to say when they took the cuffs of skeuomorphism off of ios yeah very exciting yeah they did not do done with poorly. their freedom yeah they didn't do with their freedom what google has done with material design which was create a language that i think is sort of timeless and um it it is so beautiful and perfect that you almost don't even notice it most of the time well i mean for, i notice for, when ios is for, shitty for all of johnny ives like great design chops like his his software design is you know whatever he led during his era of software design is um it's, cl- it's clunky. It's it, it. He's not a digital designer. No, like designing the box that the screen goes in is not the same thing as designing the things that go into the screen. Yes, and I think that like it's important to think about like what digital design is and information design is versus like um, what it where where like, where you put the the mute switch. I have a feeling he looked at Windows Mobile, um, which in many ways shit the bed, but in other ways has yet to be matched in in certain aspects of wow. mobile OSs, well. and he didn't get it. Because he I just do, understands like yeah. the simple. 
I don't want to use it because that's what Google uses, but um, this sort of materials, like their papers on your desk sort of design. And it wasn't natively digital. The iPhone and iOS for a while now has not felt natively digital, like this could only exist in a digital form. It very much feels like I'm opening a box and there's the stuff in this box, then I close that box and I take it off my desk and I put another box on yeah, and there's, yeah. it's, 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 it's chunky. There's no, there's no system. And, yes, and, and there's system. no, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's, it's funny to think about like the kind of, I actually it makes a lot of sense. You know, here's a guy who, you know, got downright masturbatory over like bezels and curves and like that's all fine in like the realm of industrial design, but 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 in software design and in system design, it's all about how these things like interlink. It's about how they interplay. And I think what Matthias Duarte and the Google design team got right on material design is there's a lot of uh there's a lot of sort of shared um, architecture that really feels like lived in, you know, with that system. But they and also th- allow for quirks. The iPhone is so sterile. Yeah. There's no personality. Uh, like, Well, material design has a sterileness to it, I mean, I would say. I mean, just little things like when you turn off the Android screen, it closes like a little TV screen. Those little things make the touch that I feel like it's a personalized device, even though everyone has that effect. Yeah. With the iPhone, it just seems to be the name of the game is... Um, uh, as much minimalism as possible. As little, what they copied from Web, WebOS was like the card system, but none of the deep level integration, yeah. none of the customizability. And Google, I think, took the customizability and the deep level integration and then came up with their own sort of other language to use those core ideas rather than the superficial parts of WebOS. That's right. Yeah, I think, I just think, so So look, I mean, not to completely spiral out on Johnny. I mean, it's like the man has an amazing design legacy. You know, I think his later I mean, stage. It's the end of an era. I think it's yeah, it's the end of an era, and and by the way, like good riddance to the era. I think <laughs> it's like good. No, I think it's time. Yeah. Like yeah. we've lived with this design as a kind of fixture of, you know, people going like that's the ultimate, and now like no one is going to be entirely sure what the ultimate is. It's like, like the end of hair metal. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a given it's like, that Apple is a thing. And now yeah, I don't think it's a given that whoever yeah. Apple, you know, has as their next lead designer, is articulating the right and perfect vision, and that's good. And I think that um, I think that it's it, what Johnny Ive did, and what he has, what he will, I'm sure, continue to do is is unbelievably impressive. I mean, his work at Apple, you know, there are too many wins to even list. But I will say, at the end of it, there are a lot of misses to list, and and there are a lot of like sort of decisions that I think um, didn't take into consideration, like the human aspect of the design and didn't take into consideration like the needs of the design. And and, and, and you know, the reason we can critique this and talk about it in so in depth and so passionately is because what he did was so massive and, 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 and in many ways, perhaps the most massive of the last 50 years or so in design. I mean, between like bizarre things Nintendo did, Apple's design language, and I'm trying to think of something else that has impacted maybe like hipster handmade culture, impacted the literal things we touch every single day, all day, constantly. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's mass. It's a massive footprint. You know, how so many, we fin- can have how many fingers people have is probably one of those factors. Uh, eyes. The fact that we have eyes. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, eyes. <laughs> similar. Johnny Ive is similar to the sun or the moon. No, um, I'm trying to think of like yeah, like like. Uh, well, I mean, early. I would say car design. I mean, I would say like the early sort of basics of car. And, I mean, every home appliance for 40 years looked like cars. Yeah, I mean, but 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 car design also is like a whole new way of thinking about how the body and machines interact. But and, you can't look at the Tesla. You can't look at the Switch. Yeah. You can't look at. I mean, 
even that stupid mirror that people exercise in front of you. See that like exercise mirror? Please don't insult my exercise mirror. Mirror.co. Please don't whatever. diss my mirror exercise. Offer code, yeah. uh, offer code Ryan's gay. Uh, I've not, not seen that. But the, all of those things are uh, are a product of what he sort of did. And, and now it's so ubiquitous that it's like, all right, enough. I'm happy to see someone else try and do something like that because I'm so bored with the ubiquity of what he did. No, it's it's fucking boring and it it's also like I'm sorry, the 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 single-mindedness of the design and the the the, the lack of the industry to step up. I mean, you know, you can make the argument it's like, well, it's consumers embraced it mm-hmm. and other companies followed suit, so it must have been the best design. But that's not actually true. I mean, that is just like people tend to gravitate towards the most popular thing. Also, and, it may have been the best ideas we had then. The well, best was, ideas we had. There, there are better ideas no, to there be was, had. There was absolutely a point where, like, you know, look, you the early days of the iPhone was like, this is an insane idea. And then it was like, wait, actually, this is a really good idea. You know, the and and I, the iPod, the, 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 iMac. the concept of, and I believe this is actually Steve Jobs, the concept of, like, just a touchscreen, you know, uh, no physical keyboard, you know, very few buttons to interact with. I remember being very worried about that. Well, sure, and everybody. Like, How am I going to type? No, everybody. Everybody was worried about. Meanwhile, it. I'm using T9. But you know what? But you know what? To even, but 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 that's while we, to this fucking day, we are all struggling with virtual keyboards. We were all mistyping words and sending duck instead of fuck. I mean, dude, every day, every moment that I type on my phone, I... especially now that I've switched back to the iPhone, which we're going to get to in a second, I struggle with the fucking interpretation of what I'm trying to do with what is actually produced. I stood next to a woman on the B train to Brooklyn yesterday. It was body to body rush hour. She had slightly long acrylic nails. She was a very small woman. She had a large iPhone. The chaotic energy with which she used her thumbs to type, it was like she was juggling the phone back and forth between her hands trying to get the words out. Then she went through and changed all the mistypings, all the whatever, and then hit send. And it, I looked at it and like... I didn't even know Johnny Ive was leaving today, and I thought that's Johnny Ive's legacy. No, I mean <laughs> this well, woman being well, like, well, that, "Oh, I gotta get this message keyboard, out." I mean, that, 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 I mean the keyboard isn't like, like his. That's not his no, I'm baby. Just, I'm just joking. But no, but but like like t- to be clear, I mean, I think it's you know Apple just announced in iOS 13 they're going to do like a swipe keyboard, yeah, which is cool. Like, but I can tell you, having used a swipe keyboard on Android for a while, it's actually like a huge improvement over like. It's like wild that you had to install a third party. No, thing but but in what's what's in, what's incre- but what's incredible about it is like so many people have never thought like oh there might be a different way to type on a phone yeah. that isn't like going tap 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 like you do on a keyboard. So while like they took it to one place, there are a bunch of other people who took it to another place, and Apple only now is going to embrace like this other thing. Well, it's and, like, like Siri integration. It's like all, honestly comical that they, their concept of Siri was like this voice in the sky that wasn't connected to any of your information or apps and didn't have a ton of AI behind her and could just like Google search things that weren't like math problems. Yeah. And so I think it's like it, it's very interesting. It'll be very interesting to see like what that next era of. I'm, I'm pumped. Well, it's like Johnny Ive did, did not get voice interaction. I think we can no. agree on that. You know, I think we can just say that like somebody somewhere at Apple was like, yeah, maybe like searching with your voice is a good idea or being able to ask your phone things. And they got like a part of it right, but there's a lot they didn't get right. And so it's interesting to see like the holes in that sort of design, that sort of thinking of what design is as this kind, as a hardware practice, as a physical practice. Like, yeah. And by the way, it's very, I think it's very reflective of Apple as a company. Apple is bad at the internet. Um, they're not bad at software, but there are parts of their software suite that are very bad. I mean, iTunes is a great example of software that never evolved, could never envision itself as something else, 
could never like go to the place that Which we were crazy that we were all so going to revolutionary when That's it first right. came out it's just like the iphone and and so i think it's interesting to see the limits of like those of those like the masters of design it's like where 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 heaven meets earth there may be a bit of daylight okay <laughs> I hope he goes on to design roller coasters. And my final final message to him is, as Kirstie Alley once said to Stephen Hawking, "You had a good go at it. Thanks for your input." <laughs> Very good and relevant to our interests. Um, yeah, so I switched to the iPhone in a similar. Let me tell you what happened. Yeah, how did let me this give come it? To let me give me? it to you. I broke my Pixel. Actually, my, my pixel sounds went, like a sex thing. My, I broke my pixel. It was a, I had to go to the hospital. There were twenty three stitches in my pixel. There was latex everywhere. My pixel, my pixel will heal, but it's going to take some time. No, I broke my pixel. It slid off uh, a table due to a strong gust. I might have told this story on the podcast. You needed one of those handmade umbrellas to block it. I needed one of. The, I needed a pop socket on my pixel to, to keep it always within reach. Um, Dude, and what do you I, think? What do you think Johnny Ive thinks of the pop socket? I think, Does he get hives? Yeah, I think he, Johnny Johnny hives. Johnny hives. I think he definitely does not like accessories. No, I think he's like he I, looks at an otter box and he's like, I hope you fucking die. I hope he's that, like I hope you he's choke like Johnny Ive is like a guy who he like is driving a Mercedes in the desert and it runs out of gas and he just pulls it over to the side of the road and gets somebody, a new Mercedes and then somebody comes by with a new Mercedes and he gets in it. That's like <laughs> how many how many iPhones do you think that Johnny Ive is just like it smashed to fucking pieces. And then he goes to like a box. There's a bunch of iPhones sitting there, and he takes another one out. I imagine his old iPods because iPods used to scratch. If you are a youngin, iPods used to scratch if you blew on them. And I imagine he would get a tiny scratch in the middle of his screen, toss it at an intern, and a new one would show up. Deal with this. So, um, so anyhow, so uh, uh, oh, so so I smashed my my Pixel got smashed. Yeah, Pixel Three XL, a phone that I loved. Although, let me restate that. I loved the functionality of the Pixel 3 XL. It has the most disgusting notch. A notch more disgusting than Apple's, which was pretty is pretty disgusting. And by the way, I love that every Chinese company is now like, yeah, you don't need to do the notch. You could just put a little dot there. You could get a little guy that pops up. You, actually, we're going to put a camera under the screen. It's actually not that hard. And Apple's like, the only way to do this is to put the notch there, which is a great example of Apple's like limits of design. Um the so okay so then I got a One Plus Seven Pro mm-hmm. and it's fine it's good it's a great phone I love it fantastic phone not the Pixel not doesn't have all of Google stuff camera's not as good I found myself like using like a hacked like Pixel APK camera app I could have gotten the Pixel fixed but then it was Laura's birthday and you know we have a child and a family. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like mad at me because I don't have iMessage. iMessage is never, I tried some hacky shit. It's never coming to Android. Zelda wants to FaceTime me when I'm traveling. I can't FaceTime with her. You know, I got to get my fucking iPhone on Wi-Fi. And I was just like, you know what, Laura, as a gift to you and to the family and to my daughter, I'm just going to switch back to the iPhone. It's just not worth it anymore. Yeah. It Like, I don't like it. I'm not going to enjoy it. But it's not worth the pain that I'm causing the whole, the entire family. The extended family bringing shame to the bringing shame to the whole clan. Um, at any rate, so so yeah, so I switched to the iPhone, and, and here's what I'll say about it: um, it's very annoying. It does some very annoying things. The way that it does things is uh, extremely. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm constantly like, how do I do this thing that should be simple? Like, just things that shouldn't be hard are hard on it. 
Yes. And and I will say this, in modern versions of Android, that is not the case. If you go by a Pixel right now, things that are hard on your iPhone will be less hard on your Pixel. Also, also, it's fucking slow. It moves so slowly. It is like being in molasses. Like I said, chunky. It's just like, I get it, like you're for like the elderly, but give me like a mode, just give me like an option to like speed it up. Give you, me th- you can turn off all those little animations and no, stuff, but they it don't, only very no, I'm sorry. No, it helps. doesn't change. It does I here's what I here's what I here's what I think. It's like reduced motion. That doesn't change the speed. I think it's an illusion. I have heard people tell me this before. They're like, oh, just turn off just turn off motion and like it'll be faster. And it's like, no, your brain thinks it's faster, but all that's happening is there's no animation. It, the fades are just as fucking slow. Yeah. Um passwords. You know? I don't store all my passwords in the Can't live with them, can't live without them. No, I now I now use one password. That's what I use. And you have to like dial it up through some arcane menu system and then it gives you another menu and it gives you a there's a password and there's a code. It's like con- the iPhone's constantly asking you for uh, your approval of things. Do you want this? Are you sure about this? Can you put your password in? Can you do your can you enter some things? There's some uh can you do two factor? And from one angle, that's sort of good because I want to be notified when things are happening. But from another angle, I, I'm, it's so reflexive to me to just get past these fucking menus it's, to it, the thing that I end up tapping things that I would have probably said no to. It's fine. The iPhone never learns. It never learns, like, what you want. It's always just like, this is what I do. Here's how I do it. I'm not going to ever change. You need to, like, contort to my version of reality. Um, most importantly, and I think most... Uh, uh, most vexing is all my most of my problems would probably be solved if I could just like define what my apps are that I use. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them could at least, you know. Um, not being able to say that I just want to use Chrome for links I, that is continues to be a complete joke. The, things like look, they have this thing called assistive touch, which is uh, you can put this little dot on the screen and it'll like let you do a bunch of shortcuts. It's yeah. a super awesome idea. It's or, for people who used to break their home button. It's for it's for people who broke their home button or like people who 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 need you know it, it's a one of the um, accessibility settings mm-hmm. you know and and there are people who definitely need it. It's not just like a nice to have like it's it's necessary, but like some of the ideas in it are actually like quite striking. Like I can double tap on the dot to bring my notification window down. I can single tap on it to bring my. I can set these by the way. Single tap on the dot to bring my um, uh, control center down. Presumably, like, if I wanted to, and what should be possible, is I can triple tap on it to get the camera open or whatever. None of these ideas are actually at play in the OS. They're this, like, weird auxiliary. It's like a hacky, like, yeah. like they're so- it solves problems that they could just solve by making it better. But here's a real problem I have all the time. I'm using my phone. Something's happening that I need to take a picture of. I have to, like, figure out where my camera is, the camera icon, because... Oh, I always just lock it and then... Long press, yeah, or which 3D is the touch. kind of dumb shit that iPhone users do. The weird hoops that people jump through because they don't realize that it could be better. It could be different. Yeah. On Android, it's those are not the the problems are not like that because people have been like, oh, either you can do this in the OS because it gives you like these types of uh, pieces of access, or like Google figured out like you know what, double pressing on the home button to quickly open the camera is super useful, mm-hmm. and it like your brain immediately makes the connection that whenever you need the camera, all you have to do is double tap on the power button, and it'll open it. You know what double tap on the power button does on the iPhone? Well, it opens uh, uh, your uh, Apple Pay card. Yeah, which like which you use like maybe once or twice a day. You know how often you use the fucking camera on the phone? <laughs> like a hundred times a day. Like, yeah. so no one there was like, hey, what makes sense here? You know, hold it down. Siri comes up. 
I can set it to triple tap. You know what I can set it to triple tap to do? Disappear and reappear that dot that shows up to use assistive touch. It's like none of this makes any sense. And that's an accessibility setting. So there's lots of little weird things. It's like um, they just made it. It's just like everything on the iPhone feels crufty, slow, poorly thought out, like a hack, like duct tape. And it's never getting better. Like I've seen iOS 13. I downloaded it from my iPad. I'm like, oh, a new. we'll see what it's like. And it's like, yeah, you made the icon smaller and you put some widgets on one screen like i don't know what the improvement here is we're still living in a world where the clock icon ticks the seconds but the weather icon never shows you the I temperature know, i know i mean look i don't want to keep complaining about it yeah we Anyhow, can move on but here's what but on the flip side every phone is basically the fucking same now the camera's fine yeah it's not as good as the pixel but it's fine um iMessage is great FaceTime's a joy. Once you once you are part of the iMessage and FaceTime clan, and I was a while ago, and now I'm back in the fold. It, you have a whole I have a whole new circle of friends now. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have people who are talking to me that I haven't talked to in years. I'm suddenly part of the conversation. And by the way, I don't really like talking to people, so it's not that great. Um, but it's a fucking phone. I have Gmail on it. I've got fucking Chrome on it. It does all the basic shit. It just is a little bit more annoying. And I will say, there's probably five they're minutes. Just, they're, it, the thing that bothers me is these are all fairly easy yeah, fixes. They're, fix, they're fixable. They're very if, if, easy. If, if somebody with a sledgehammer can go in and say, new ideas, guys. We're just going to blow some of this shit up. They're just easy. They're so, it's they so, have an app. It's they have so an app. finished in a lot of ways. They have an app called, they have, Apple made an app called Shortcuts. Do you know what Shortcuts does? Yeah. It creates shortcuts to things that they should let apps do it's like i have a shortcut it's like if which is a button in my like a little widget window which is go home and go home puts my home address in ways and then starts navigating there are ways to do that where i don't have to go into another app to make that happen but like apple just like doesn't think about it like it's like they're not thinking about how people use things yeah anyhow so long and short is like the iphone's fine i love it and it's great and i'm very happy to be an iphone user and i can't wait to get my next big notch shitty fucking glass bullshit breaks on first drop phone my shitty garbage case i have to put on it that looks like garbage that makes it hard to put it in my pocket so congratulations to apple for forcing me to use this phone i hope you're all happy let's move on we've done a half an hour on apple please message me no. Other things happen. Do not message week. me. Yeah, let's talk about the other things. This has been an insane fucking week. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, my old hobby horse, reality TV? Because The Hills is back, baby. I mean, I think it's important to note that The Hills is back, and and this is the one place where I will. This is the one reality show that I will actually spend time. Well, like maybe wild to me because fucking it's Vanderpump Rules is The Hills on on meth. I've never seen a show that has less going for it than the new Hills reboot. I mean, it's so boring and stupid and also like there are hints of crazy and i do think that people could bring the crazy bring the drama bring the psychological torture that'll all be good misha barton and stephanie pratt seem unwell i mm, love that and i eh. love that in my reality TV i mean star. stephanie pratt was like i od'd while shoplifting which i think is an amazing line such a good misha barton seems actually like pretty normal and reasonable i don't know i, I like i got a real I shaky energy coming from her but um she's like i'm going on a lot of meetings <laughs> meeting with Misha Barton outside of MTV. Yeah, people who are like, we're doing a kind of like softcore porn. Would you be willing to show everything? Was her voice always that deep? Misha's a, I think she's a pretty big, she's pretty big. Let me be clear. She was in the lobby of this building two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I should say, let me just get real. I was standing with her in the lobby of this building two weeks ago. She's not small. She's and I don't mean, I'm not saying, I'm not calling her fat. I'm saying like she's just Clark. like a, she's like a, yeah, she's a big, she's a big lady. 
So I, the deep voice kind of makes sense to me now. I guess. She did always kind of have a deep voice. I, I have to say this. I, I think that The Hills, I'm I, I'm exci- I'm going to watch it, obviously. But I also think, like, it's very glossy. And it's very of a time when we thought that, like, reality TV was trying to be taken seriously and these people were trying to be aspirational away. And now we know that they're not. Like, they're just like us, except they're desperate to be on television again. Yeah. And the thesis statement of the show seems to be fame created a lot of problems in my life. So I think the answer is to just get back on TV and be more famous and maybe I can fix it with my new fame. And that could spiral out into complete crazy. And Pam Anderson seems wild uh, that her son is on this and she was just completely out of control. Her opening statement was like, "I Trump got elected, I moved to Paris. <laughs> Don't eat junk food. It was like wild. Um, and there could be a lot of potential here. But I also think like it's also very glossy and it seems extremely staged. And in an era where we know how much of reality TV is real and how much is fake, uh, I need it to be more closer to real and less uh, yeah. like, flattering. I think they, I it think needs they, to be less flattering I think they were like, I, I, subjects. I, yeah, I mean, I saw like a... Um... Like, we all know Brody Jenner's eyelashes go past his, like, fucking nose. However, the way that he was talking to his wife, like, there's been no discussion of the fact that, that he's got pretty abusive psychological relationship with his wife. And on Vanderpump Rules, we would have been talking about that hey, for the whole hey, pilot. She wants to have a baby, okay? <laughs> he's sleeping in a truck. He's get, whoever she has, she's got coming to her for suggesting they have a baby. No, I mean, that was like the plot of Brody's like plight was like, yeah, my wife wants to have it. It's like so fake. Also, it's like your wife doesn't want to have a baby with you. Also, Heidi and Spencer are wearing crystals oh around God, their necks. Oh, my God. I think their this house, their house, good. I'm sorry, their house is such a bummer to me. I, I, I just like looked it around the house in the background. I'm like, I don't know, guys, like all that reality show money. And isn't Spencer from like a rich family? It just feels like. There's a bunch of shoes on the floor and stuff. Like I'm like I know why it happens to me. No longer. Why is it happening to you? Yeah, exactly. Um, The, I mean, I think we can all agree the best moment was when Pam Anderson was on the show. Oh my god, incredible! Like she was the only real person on the show. Yeah, like I'd like to see more of her. Hopefully, we will. I think Heidi and Stephanie are Justin Bobby's great. Justin Bobby's great, but like the conversation he had with um, uh, uh, Audrina was like. A non sequitur. It was like so edited. It was together. edited like, but not even edited well. They weren't like, oh, we can turn this into a conversation. They were like, you know, she was like, yeah, I'm really thinking about the dolphins. And he's like, so do you want to order uh, like a drink or what? And then she's like, you know, my marriage ended poorly. And he's like, so yeah, then I got the, uh, I got it tuned up and we went for a ride. And it's like, what is happening? Why are you having a conversation? She's like, do you like motorcycles still? He's like, yeah. And then they stare at each other for a full minute while a song plays and then we go to commercial. He's like, yeah, I do. And, it's <laughs> and like, I'm like, feel the up. rain on you. And you're like, I guess so. <laughs> Like there's so many and people are like, oh wow, Audrina, Justin, Bobby's the guy got away. It's like, no, dude, he on the show was yeah, he definitely was a full dick. He definitely was like, I don't want to put labels on stuff, babe. And like they never kissed, I think, and also ghosted her constantly. It's not like there was some like amazing passion between those two. It was like Justin Bobby's a model. Audrina liked him. He was doing his best to impersonate Johnny Depp, which he's still doing. He was succeeding at it in every way. End of story. I, I just think, especially they all went on tours after the show ended, like five or six years out. They went on little media tours where they said the show was very fake and staged and blah, blah, blah. I mean, and it like, ended, it ended on a, like a soundstage. And we all know that. So the, the fix for that to me would be to make the show as real as, say, or as uh, slightly more real than, say, like Housewives or something. Real to the point of a Vanderpump Rules or shows that I feel like this is not a beneficial edit to you. This is, like, gritty and gross and, like... um and and not aspirational and to come back and make it so glossy i thought was kind of a weird disappointment i, I hope that mtv sees what they needs to be and we get there um but it is an odd it's an odd thing to exist in 2019 media it's a weird the hills is a weird thing to bring back 
because it's of an era of just like of Perez Hilton, who then was oh, also on oh, the screen. Oh, Perez Hilton's on the he show. Is a character like with his like weird emo beard? He or saved my tweets on. about the show, and I was like, "You full on searched me up." Oh my god, Perez. Anyway, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about. Should we go back to what else is going on? What else is happening? Is there more tech stuff? Um, so Twitter <laughs> has decided it will start hide, hiding harmful or violent tweets from celebrities and politicians, but not deleting them or banning those. What users. does that even mean? I don't understand. They're going to put a little notification, like a gray box, up that says, "Like warning: this tweet contains sensitive material," but they won't delete those accounts or ban those users because they're kowtowing to Republicans who are like, "I should be allowed to threaten the lives of Jews and gay people and blacks." And I hate the Latinos and and the immigrants and look at these bitches and hoes. Whoa! And they're like, what? instead oh, of banning yeah. them for using that language or or that rhetoric or that like whatever, they've decided that their solution is because they're so newsworthy. These posts are so newsworthy; they simply have to exist. So they're going to put them behind a warning. So like all of Trump's tweets will behind be behind like a gray box that says like this is sensitive content. I mean, that's and you have to click view. Mm, that's better. It's an improvement. I guess like, I it think seems like a way for them to get out of just but banning you're, people. But you're, but you're less likely to immediately react and even pay attention if it's just like blocked out. Sure. They should continue to do both. But they're not going to do it on Trump. No, of course not. They definitely have a special switch. It's like, no, never, never Trump. Mm-hmm. Never, they're never <laughs> Trump. They're never, they're never Trump is never apply any of our rules to Trump yeah. because otherwise our business would crater and then we would have to work for a living. Yeah. No offense, Twitter, but. I think you know what's up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that, I think that's actually a good thing, personally. Um, should we talk about the Democratic debate last night? I guess we should. Oh, my God. Remember it was a what? fucking free-for-all circus. The moderators had no clue what they were doing. I'm sorry, Chuck Todd. thousand people on Chuck stage. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is the fucking worst. Chuck Todd was really bad. Chuck Todd was literally like, so you say you're going to take everyone's guns. And it's like, first off, no one here said that. No one. Literally, Amy Klobuchar is like, it's a buyback program. It's where we offer people money for their guns if they want to. If not, that's fine. It's like, what are you even talking about? He's like, so you want to repeal the Second Amendment? It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, what are, where are these questions coming from? Like, did you, who gave you the questions? They had sound issues. Oh, that was embarrassing. Beto O'Rourke was speaking in Spanish. Very bad high school Spanish. And then Cory Booker, Beto talked about that, and then um, de Blasio talked about having uh, a black child. And Cory Booker- It's true. He he does. He definitely does. But Cory Booker, the second that either of them did that, he was like, I was going to do that, and then quickly also did it, and it was just sweaty. I mean, Cory Booker, I mean, I think what happened with Beto is, like, Cory Booker was definitely planning on, like, dropping some Spanish in. Yeah. And then Beto did it first. I don't know. Everybody's like, "Wow, this viral meme!" Like Cory Booker, look at him. It's like I think Cory Booker just is like that's how he looks. Like he's just looking over there. Yeah. Like I don't think it was like he was doing a special like look for him. Um, but Elizabeth Warren had an okay night. She nobody let her talk. Nobody let her talk. I mean, classic bullshit. Castro I mean, had a very strong night. No, surprisingly, uh, De Blasio. I was like, "Where is yeah, this but guy?" Now, but he got canceled. He just said something about like he said something that was like is offensive to Cubans in Miami. I don't but know. I what don't happened. understand. Like, where is this guy when it comes to like who was on stage last night when it comes to day to day being a politician? Well, New York is a tough environment. Okay, <laughs> okay, it's the toughest city in the world. Tulsi Gabbard had a single gray streak, like a rogue. 
Oh, she totally looked like an X Men character. I was like, she looks like an X Men, like and X-Men. she was talking like fucking Striker. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. There were several guys on that stage. There were like Jay Inslee. Is he the one? I don't know yeah. which one he is. Who looks like he looks like the general in like he's like the general in like a sci fi movie who's like getting the troops pumped up, then immediately gets killed by an alien or whatever. Is he the guy who has like the square head? Yeah. I was literally like several times like, I who is this person? When they get on stage, I'm like, there are several men here. I do not know. They need. Every single candidate was frustrated that they didn't get time to to speak or make their case. But guess what? There's fucking 50 people on stage. They're all talking over each other. The moderators aren't holding anyone to account to answer an actual question. They need to narrow this field down. It's like a joke at this point. I'm sorry. We really, we cannot have 900 candidates. No, look, here's the thing. First off, there's another one tonight, which is insane. Uh, Also, it was painful to watch. Like, I don't, here's the funny thing. And Laura and I were talking about this. Like, they're like, we're having debates that are so outside the realm of sanity. They're like, people are like, we're not like, what should we do about climate change? Because of Trump, we're like, should we do something about climate change? The debates are like abortion. It's not like, what's the best way to, you know, make sure Roe v. Wade is protected? We're like, should women be able to have an abortion? These are the yeah. questions. We're like, literally, it's not like, um, what's the way, what's a way to reform immigration? We're like, the con- there's kids dying in immigration related concentration camps is that good or bad like that's the like we our, our discourse has been so reduced to bullshit that you've got a bunch of people who basically by the way largely agree on almost everything like these are not people with disparate opinions i mean they are like yeah like does jay insley think that um uh, we should you know i mean it comes down to elizabeth warren won't shit talk capitalism and um, and Bernie Sanders won't say he dislikes guns. There's your fundamental difference between those two candidates. Guy, They're literally, fundamentally the same. I was literally elected ways. by the NRA, but that's but I uh, but I digress. Um, there's an article about it. Check it out. Uh, I just think we either need to lean into the Trump of it all. Let's talk about E. Jean Carroll and her and her very credible claim yeah. of of sexual abuse, or lean completely out of it and stop having questions that are like. Is, is concentration camps bad? And say, we all agree that they're bad. What are you going to do to stop this practice in the future if another Trump were to get elected? What legislation can you pass to protect human rights in the future? We either need to lean all the way into the Trump nonsense and dramatics and get attention or lean all the way out and fucking actually say what you want to do. And to have Elizabeth Warren on stage who has a million policy documents not have a chance to say anything about policy? Specifics? Uh, it's... It's, it's, you know, somewhat hard to believe. It, it, the, the other thing that's crazy is, is I mean, I'm glad that Bernie and, and the Bernie crew and, and everybody on the hard left has pushed the, the conversation further left. I don't think any of this is, is truly like, I mean, it is, you know, uh, like for me, I'm like, go as left as humanly possible. I'm very happy for you to like, be like, let's socialize healthcare. Um, but so that doesn't seem radical to me. I mean, one of the things I, I pointed out last night in which I stand by, and even though I would hate some of those people to be president, I really would. I, there wasn't a person who I saw speaking who wouldn't be a better president than Donald Trump. I mean, of course. Like, like I don't want to be that guy. I know we have to like pick the best of them. I know, but like a small but, pug with a, yeah. with a, with a, with but, a brain but, issue would be a better. But I know I say this all the time. It's just I like, would rather Lindsay Lohan be president. It's just like it's just like it's just like we're not. The battle is not for the hearts and the minds of Democrats. Like, it isn't, okay? Democrats largely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to vote for the Democratic candidate, which is why Trump, but the reason Donald Trump is president is not because Donald Trump was so radicalized all of the right wing. 
It's because the right wing votes for the right wing candidate and they voted for Donald Trump. There was not an enormous turnout for Donald Trump. It wasn't like landslide turnout. He won by 70,000 votes. He lost the popular vote by 3 million. It was a fucking fluke, probably a hack. But at any rate, <laughs> the the reality is like we're talking like we got to bring the Republicans around. We got to bring the moderates around. It's like, no, we don't actually. You just need to get like 70,000 dickheads who didn't vote last election to go and fucking vote. That's it. It's not rocket science, folks. You know, the debate no longer is about like, can we convert uh, centrists and Republicans to Democrats? It's about how many new Democrats can we make and how can we get them to go and vote for the things that they want? Yeah. Like the problem is that we don't vote for the people. So it's like this, this the whole thing is like a, I would honestly rather that they thin the field down to eight candidates or so. That even seems a lot to me. And then let's see how in action they are doing at convincing people to be excited about them versus angry at Trump. I, I want to see like in action them campaigning and then some debates and then let's narrow it down to whoever's strategy to get people excited about them and excited about their future and 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 pumped up. Uh, in a way that I I think Hillary didn't energize a lot of people. She energized just certainly it's a group of people, but not enough. I, I would like to see in action them doing it, and then we can select from that group who's doing it correctly. Because this was a giant waste of time. I watched the whole thing. I read pieces about it. It was just a giant fucking circle jerk on a picture of Trump with a red X on his face. And it's like, I don't know why we're doing this. Well, it just seems like a big it, waste of time. We're doing it because we got to introduce the voters to these great candidates. To Jay Inslee. And, and hear their ideas and then discard them immediately. Politico had a headline. They're like, these most of these candidates are doomed already. And it's like, yeah, we know that's the point of it. That's the thing. No one's going to there's going to be 20 people. They're just taking campaign. And then eventually there's going to be eight and then there's going to be four and there's going to be two. And we'll pick one of the two. And one of those two people better be able to fucking beat Donald Trump. And that's all. I'm sorry. It is all that fucking matters because I don't think any of those people want to put kids in concentration camps. They don't want to see fucking fathers and daughters face down in fucking ditches dead like i honestly believe that that they will do a better job that's it some one of them will do a better job you hate joe biden cool so do i fuck joe biden yeah but, he absolutely should not win in the case that he wins the primary yeah, but joe we biden, will all get in fucking line joe biden should be the next president i'm sorry if he wins the nomination you can bitch and moan all you want yeah, about how it should no. have been bernie and bernie would have won and all that shit but like do you actually think that joe biden's worse than trump and by the way if you say yes you're out of your fucking mind. That's the you are thing. like literally. You like need to go to a doctor and get your brain checked to see if it's actually a bunch of Rice Krispies in there instead like of brain. It matter. should be Bernie or Elizabeth Warren or somebody like yeah. that. That's absolutely who I'm pulling for. But like see, uh, if it's if it's fucking Ted Bundy, the ghost of Ted Bundy and Charles okay. Manson well, are the ticket. I, I will vote for them. I, I would rather intelligent, systematic we, we have, evil you know, good, good, than the, than Trump. The ghost of Ted Bundy. I mean, what can he really do? You know, I mean, can he can he even push the button to nuke stuff? He'd be hot as hell. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of town. I'm kidding. All right, what else do we have? I got to stop talking about politics. I uh, okay, well, I was going to bring up the fact that the Supreme Court knocked down the census question Please, about citizenship. I can't. I can't. Citizenship. Oh, they knocked it down? Yes. Oh, they took gave us one and took one? Yeah. So and they, they also, they're like, they're like we they're love like, gerrymandering. Gerrymandering's okay, but not asking if you're a citizen on the census. Well, listen, you know what? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> We're fucked. Yeah, they're going to gerrymander that shit to we high need, heaven now. We need a... Uh, no, it's you can't gerrymander. I mean, the, we should get, vote in Democrats and they can gerrymander. We should know. We should vote in Democrats and they should pass legislation to, to prevent gerrymandering. Can't be done. I know. All right, let's talk about something else. What if Mitch McConnell slipped into a sausage machine? You know, like that shredded him up and then he got turned into like hamburger. 
I, I'm not, no, apropos of nothing, just a thought. Be what, cool. what, what would happen? It'd be cool. I'm not asking for it to happen. No, no eat that. What would happen? You wouldn't eat the hamburger. I don't eat turtle meat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what turtles taste like, actually, but I'm just saying, like, imagine. Hmm. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. It's amazing you think that he hasn't sold his soul for invulnerability. He's, he's like, he'll slip in there, just like, it'll just be like a black slip right out, slide out of the other side, like a dark, like the ooze in Fern Gully. Yeah. And just reform himself like T1000. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, in other news, do you want to talk about these deep fake nudes? There's now an app. I got so much shit when I said that that that, that app that would take women's makeup off was misogynistic and going to lead to b- bad stuff. I went viral. I was made fun of in Twitter mm. videos. And now there's an app that will remove women's clothing and show you what they probably look like naked. Let's be clear. That's rad. No, I'm kidding. No, um, it's fucking it's horrifying. Bad. Well, listen, people have been photoshopping boobs on people for ages. Sure, but notice that it only happened to women in this app. There's well, no think, setting I, to make men no, naked. Well, I think that's they need a V2. With dicks, no, they need to bo- not. Dicks and male butts. This is horrifying. You know what? I I'm not I'm not saying it's good. It's I not. absolutely am sure that the app will make me look better than I actually look naked. Though. I th- th- <laughs> and this is where this is where you need to focus your attention. Is like what could it do for you? Yeah, okay? it'll make me look better. No, look. I mean everything. All the all the all the. I mean, on the one hand, I don't care. On the other hand, I also don't care. But then on the third hand, I do think it's bad. But also, like, I'm not surprised. And also. There's no way this wasn't going to happen. I mean, whatever it is that can get people nude or show you nudity, someone's going to come up with. Like, it's just true. It's a fact. Yeah, we started a whole parade this Sunday just for that purpose. It's a fact. I'm sorry. People want to see nudity. I guess. And, and men, very men who, are, who are very bad and should be gross, should be sent to an island. Just put their meat grinders like Mitch McConnell. Should be sent to Fire Island. Men who are very bad. Yeah, they should. Obviously. Yeah, they really yeah. should. Um, are are going to make an app that is like, oh, it's a picture of a person who isn't nude. Now they are nude. Of course. And there's nothing we can do to prevent it. All we can do is 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 make sure that kids have classes in elementary school that help them to distinguish between a real nude and a fake nude. Nude literacy is the best that we can hope for. Kids out there, wear <laughs> condoms, take prep, be prepared, and don't let anybody bully you based on your body. That's yeah. all I have to say about all this. You know, your body's a wonderland, I as wish John someone, Mayer says. I wish I wish that there had been more comprehensive media literacy and sex education when I was in school. Because guess what I don't ever think about? Anything I learned in fucking AP Bio. I never think about it. Mm. If I went into biology, I probably would. I definitely use the things I learned in regular biology. Why is there not like a media literacy, like there's HOMAC... Why is there not like? Well, this is this is the, the future. We can't. So we can identify deep fakes. There's a rabbit hole, but it's nude, fucked up. Deep nudes. What are they called? What are they being called? Nude fakes? Deep nudes? I don't know. Sure. Okay. I don't know. It was just like AI deep fake nudes. I think it was I called mean, deep nudes. Or something like that. Deep nudes is good. It's pretty deep catchy. Yeah. I, I like it is. Deep I, nudes sounds like a party. Like, in like on the one hand, I'm like this is totally reprehensible. On the other hand, I'm like it's sort of harmless in the grand scheme of and things. And the thing is also like it's like inevitable. it's not like it's not like this technology. It's also inevitable. But it's also not like there's any like this is not unique technology. It just is like expedited the photoshopping. Yeah. You know, it's basically a yeah. Photoshop. I'm sorry. I'm not arguing for it. Yeah. I don't think it should exist. I just think like Facetune being so easy and instant, and I'm not saying I don't I've think never fa- I don't think Facetune think should exist. It's worse than Photoshop. I don't think Facetune. It's so easy. I don't think Facetune should exist. I don't think people should be able to like filter their faces and make themselves look. No, just cover yourself in Kim Kardashian's body. No, foundation. I think makeup is bad, and we should ban the body it. makeup. I think we should just be who we are naturally. Mm. I'm kidding. I I I'm just saying like do whatever makes you happy. 
Okay. All right. But not if it hurts other people. If it hurts other people, stop doing it. Um, if they want to be hurt, you can keep doing it. But have a safe word. It's my advice. Okay, uh, well, in other techie news, Line is introducing that, that Line is an app if you're an American or European. Line is an app. It's like a messaging app. It's like social media that is very popular in Asia. Uh, they're introducing a social credit score based on both your financial data and other data it's collected about you as a person, um, similar to the government-run social credit score in China. It is opt-in. But it is like further showing that the trend is towards evaluating people based on their online behavior for basic financial services or eventually government services, eventually commercial services, similar to a credit score. And we all know credit scores are just great and they always work. Um, and to me, the reason I found this story kind of unsettling is that I'm already very unsettled by the culture of Googling someone and looking not even at their content, just how many followers they have on Twitter, YouTube, or Instagram, and then deciding if they're worth your time and consideration as a person. Uh, I see that a lot in New York. I see that in media and in LA. I see that even in my hometown. I get a lot of like, people are very excited to ask me things because I have like a certain amount of Instagram followers or like I'm verified on Twitter. And I always think like, I have nothing to offer you. I don't have these through like earning them or like deserve, like I'm just a person who just happened into, I work in a specific industry and just happened into a couple of these followers. But I see people completely disregard job hires. I see people completely mm -hmm. disregard um, pe booking for comedy shows without even knowing if the person's funny based on their follower How many account. followers you have? No, no, I'm not asking you. That's the question. That's that the ask. question. How many followers do they have? And it's upsetting. I mean, I hear that shit all the time. It, I hear that all the time. I have pitched guests for other projects that I work on, and I have constantly been told, will they bring in, like, followers? And even if someone has a fake number of followers, like, I'm like, this isn't even real. Yeah. This is blown up. They will rather book that person than someone who would be super funny and great, yeah, make great is, content. Why do you think Dane Cook got popular? But I feel MySpace. like when we when we formalize this into a social credit score that a private company or a government is running based on like factors about your fucking Amazon purchases and yeah. what you Google search and like this is not going to go anywhere good and we're going to have a we're getting closer and closer to the society um, to a dystopian society that conservatives seem to think we are when they get banned from YouTube. But we're getting closer and closer to a place where it's like you didn't want read enough government pro government propaganda materials, and so now you can't take the train. Well, that's happening in China. Yeah. And for an yes, it's yeah. opt in in Japan now, but uh, Facebook is opt in and, and try getting things done in a professional environment without Facebook now. I mean, I think I think it's um, I think uh, it's you know. It's inevitable to some extent, but also it's in our control. I mean, I know I can't, I know everybody can't do it, but like you don't need to be on social network. I mean, you do. Obviously. I do. I mean, do we all need to be on social networks? But like my credit scores are frozen because of a bunch of data leaks from Target or whatever. And I, they are. Yes, they're oh currently frozen. And I have to, I, but I have, I have not the best credit, but not because I'm financially irresponsible because I never took out a credit card because I knew myself enough to know that I wasn't mature enough to handle that. And now I'm turning 30, supposedly, I don't know if that's true, but I'm turning 30 and I don't, I have never had a credit card 30? and my credit is terrible and I need to fix it. But it's like, but that isn't an evaluation of me. I was actually so responsible that I knew I shouldn't borrow that money. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, but the whole credit thing is a, is a different like a kind of performance. The whole, all the credit it's a performance for a, for an algorithm. I mean, the credit score stuff is also kind of a social scam and construct. Of course, it is. I mean, it's just this is just an extension of that. It's just a trick. But I mean, I mean of course, the credit score stuff does have some. You know, it's like oh, this person's massively in debt. 
don't give don't sell them a house. In the extreme cases, yes, but there are also ways you can manipulate those scores and get yourself perfect credit. No, that's right. But let's go up. Let's go up a little bit. You know, it's not just. I mean, the whole thing is rigged. You know, the whole con the whole concept of. I mean, just you know the. <laughs> The entire banking system and the way that we judge, you know, people who's viable and you know, for a loan or, I mean, now there are some things. It's like, well, can they repay a debt? Sure, but you know, it's constructed to, you know, hurt a certain group of people. But if it gets to a place where it's like you have a lot of verified followers on this social media app and you purchase fiber and seem regularly, so you seem to be taking that, and also, um, you mean you, fiber like the kind that you put in your body, mm-hmm. okay. and also you uh, call your mom every day. So we're assuming you're a great person. What if your life is just different? You don't take supplements because you don't like that for yourself, but you stay in really good shape offline. Like you stay in pretty good shape. You eat pretty healthily. Um, you don't have a ton of verified followers because you don't value that. You're just someone who's working on their own, on their own projects, and your mom died. And suddenly you're being compared to people who fit the cookie cutter mold of what a good quote unquote social score person is. And I just think we're getting to a place where like eventually being gay is going to be a knock on my social score. Yeah. And it's fucking disgusting and weird. We have to like reject this as a society. If we have any Japanese listeners, wow. um, please invite me over. Yeah. We'd like <laughs> to come, we'd like to come to Japan. We're ready to go right now. Um, look, it's bad. It's uh, bad. I do think, I do think, um, I think as we regulate more of of our kind of, I mean, as, as as it is regulated by governments and also as we self-regulate more of our behavior online and in digital spaces, there are solves for this that don't require us to ask a system to change. I think we have to change our behavior within the system. What I'm saying is we need to live off the grid. We need to go full gorilla, get out of here. Like Charles Manson in the desert again. Exactly Charles like Charles Manson. This Manson. is the Christie Ma- Alley Charles Manson hour. Charles Manson and his good buddy Theodore Bundy living in the desert. Um, no. But like I, think, I do think there is like a little bit of uh, we need to disconnect. Yeah. You know, and we're already doing it. I mean, we're sort of doing it. I we're trying to do it all the time about just moving to a cabin with no internet. Well, or all TV. you have to do is just get a bunch of money and then uh, make sure you're near a hospital. Because what if you're really far away from the hospital and then you die? I mean, that's my biggest fear personally about living off the grid. Is like, where's the nearest? I mean, I literally looked at a house recently. And I was like, where's the nearest hospital? It's like an hour drive. I'm like, definitely not moving there because that's like one slip in the barn. Next thing you know, first step: health insurance. Second step apotheosis <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> all right let's talk about nice things and get oh, out of yeah, here let's do it it's hot all right i have a few nice things uh number one um i want to say goodbye to casey who is leaving the outline uh she had a great uh career here however <laughs> wow. however Uh-oh. the day she told us that she was heading out my macbook keyboard broke oh <laughs> i took that as a sign however Apple is now providing free fixes, so I'll be going in on Saturday oh, to get that's my- That's her, her, her impact. I'm going to go get my end key fixed as a tribute to both Johnny Ive and Casey. So. Casey's legacy, you know, we'll miss her. Uh, you know, she's a wonderful person. She's uh, going to uh, work at Vice, which, you know, is a wonderful organization, or so I'm told, uh, by Shane Smith. No, I'm kidding. I've never talked to Shane Smith. He's out. Um, Gavin McGinnis once begged Gavin to be on McGinnis, my podcast. Yeah, great, <laughs> great man. I had a drink with him once, by the way. It was well. Let's talk about it later. It was really bad. We don't need any uh, cease and desist to <laughs> show up while we're talking. He was like, uh, "Read this Ann Coulter book; it'll change your mind." I was like, "Yeah, I will never read it, and even if I did, it definitely won't change my mind." At any rate, um, at any rate, goodbye, Casey. Casey, yes, goodbye. Uh, uh, best wishes. 
and on to the future of the future section, which we'll have some news about in the, in the very near future, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Mac- MacBook keyboards are bad. I dread. I'm every day. I wait. I'm waiting for the key to go. Uh, Elias's key, our COO, his key just his N key just went. Oh, that's mine. My N key. Yeah, the N key. You can't type anything. Nope. I, Fucking I have to do sucking. One- one long press, I get multiple ends, then I delete the extra ends, yeah. and I finish typing. That's every sentence. As far as I'm concerned, if I can't type fucking and sucking, there's no point in typing. Also, can't type typing. It's a nightmare. Can't type nightmare. Speaking of fucking and sucking, yeah. my next nice thing, um, I did two Pride-centric events. I have a very lot. Oh, wow. I have a very- That's a segue. I have a very long weekend of Pride shit coming up that I'm just like- Okay, we get it. But we get it. You're going to be boning all weekend. No, yeah, I'll be doing all of that. Um, I'm already tired. <laughs> um, however, uh, I did uh, a show uh, themed about the Real Housewives that was a Broadway review uh, that was Pride themed. And that was very fun and funny. Uh, I certainly did not give my best performance ever, but I did give a performance. And I had a really good time uh, with really good people. And it was just a good reminder that like you don't need an ex- any excuse to hang out with people who are really good musicians and do something funny is a good excuse, even if it's something as stupid as, like, like reality TV. Um, I also went last night to the uh, Stonewall 50 Pride official kickoff event at Barclays Center. Um, there was a lot of famous people there. There was, like, the cast of Pose, Cindy Lauper, Sierra, uh, Todrick Hall, who, you know, he gave a performance. Um, uh, it was hosted by Whoopi Goldberg. Um, Shaka Khan performed. Absolutely Absolutely transcendent. Shaka Khan, I felt I felt God in that room that night, and uh, and uh, and I am a, a functional atheist. Uh, it was it was wonderful. It was really nice. Um, it went on a little long, but I have to say it was a great way and not an alcohol centric way to spend Pride. And I think that we can get a little caught up in the like boozing and drugs and the partying of Pride, and that's really not the point. Um, and it was it was really fulfilling. And the family of Matthew Shepherd gave a very beautiful speech. Um, and uh, I, I have to say, I, I made some friends in the audience. It was a, it was a good time, so I, that was nice. I'm listening to a podcast called Business Wars, which seems to have ripped its idea straight from that book, Console Wars, mm. um, which was about Sega versus Nintendo in Sim- that era. Similar name. They do um, like Adidas versus Nike or Coca-Cola versus Pepsi, oh, and they they take the most dramatic and sort of impactful times in those companies and and document them, and it's really good and fascinating. Uh, I think it's from Wondery. Uh, it's really, it's a, it's good and it's fun. And uh, if you're any kind of nerd or geek, there are whole seasons that you will just ugh, delicious. I was never interested in sneaker drama, the Kanye West Yeezys, Nike Adidas of it all, and I walked away being like, that shit was fascinating and and indicts an entire generation. Um, and I also learned that the creators of Adidas and Puma. Mm. Uh, were brothers who stopped speaking to each other and went their separate ways with their companies because one of them loved Hitler and the other one didn't. Yeah. Didn't one of them that. was like, all day I dream of sex. And the other one was like, all day I, I love dream Hitler. of Hitler. <laughs> I don't know if that Jews. was the way it went. Was I it think Jesus? Puma stands for dead Jews. No, it was it's an acronym Puma the, is Puma the Nazi guy? Yeah, Puma's Nazi. Oh, well, fuck Puma. Yeah. The one named Adolf, not a Nazi. Iron- ironic. Didn't and see then, that coming. And then my last thing is that I had been taking an edible every day for like, a year oh. uh, as a stress relief. Things got uh, kind of dark in my mental health journey in the last few weeks. Um, and I had been depending on both CBD and edibles to give me a sense of unwinding at the end of the night. And uh, it got to a point where I just was eating so much and just not 
feeling sluggish and not comfortable, and I've now pushed it to once a week, and I feel like mm. a brand new man. Mm. So uh, hugs, not drugs, kids, and wow. that's all my nice things. That was a lot of nice things, and I have to say, it's an overwhelming amount of nice things. And it makes yeah, for me a feel, bad week, I had some nice. It highlights. makes me feel like deeply inadequate because there's no way I'm going to list nearly as many nice things. I want to tell you about a not nice thing. Oh, okay. As a nice thing, or as a as a fully bad thing. I have a dog that's killing me. Oh, you I have hate a small dog. Dogs. No, you don't even know what happened. I, I, if I told you the story about what happened last night, I read it on Twitter. No, Justice that was the pre. Penny. That was the pre story. Okay, tell that like, was the tell story the that like somehow Penny psychically read that story and like did the worst, in most insane, most nasty thing ever. I don't even want to talk about it because it's so bad. I'll tell you. Tell us. Penny has a. Penny has a condition called a collapsed trachea, which is that her her like <gasps> trachea closes up it's sometimes, collapsed. and she starts coughing. Ooh. It's uh, it's apparently non fatal. She she's she actually seems to have some control over it, from what I can tell. Um, she's she just seems, using the trachea. She seems card. to do it. She seems to do the cough a lot when she wants something, and then like like she wants to come up on the sofa. If you put her on the sofa, the coughing stops. It's a Pavlovian. It's definitely Pavlovian. And yeah, she's doing it like crazy last night. So I locked her in our, we have a den. And I closed the doors of the den. I'm like, you're just going to sleep in here tonight. I can't handle it. She scratched at the door of the den all night. I, what felt like all night. I slept about an hour. And then I woke up at six in the morning. She was scratching. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go let her out. This is insane. And I opened the door. And what I saw was the most shocking, disgusting, upsetting thing. I don't even want to talk about it. Did she piss and shit and puke? She puked. First off, she'd gotten into, we have a a, a cabin. Out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We have a cabinet that has liquor bottles in it. She knocked a, a bottle of Lillet Blanc, which is like an aperitif, Good for into the, onto the floor. And the floor was covered. I don't mean like a spot. I don't mean like. And then she drank it and threw up. There was a same puke everywhere. Just fucking vomit all over the I mean literally it was like half the room the Lillet was covered in vomit she didn't drink it it just was laying there yeah, she might have licked it up and then vomited I'm sorry I took a picture of it but I'm not going to show it to you I'm not going to show it to you it was so there foul. are no bad dogs she's Penny's, a bad dog Penny's trachea collapsed for gay rights no, I support that's wrong. I support Penny I support she's her mission to terrorize no, your family I'm sorry this is such a bad way to end I the podcast her. she's a wonderful she's dog so who can be very loving but she's ultimately a, a Satan from hell. She's a devil from the depths of Hades, and she needs to go, and I can't do anything about it because we love her, and she's cute, and Zelda's a big fan. She's a member of the family. Can't just off them. Yeah, you don't always like members of your family, but you love them. That's right. She's like my racist uncle. <laughs> she's like the she's the equivalent. It's like, how no, because do I, I don't speak to my yeah, racist she's uncle. She's like, how do I get, I'm like, how do I get you out of my house? <laughs> how do I get you? I need you to leave. You are annoying everybody here. But like your family, I want Penny to speak at my wedding. God, what a fucking nightmare! I'm sorry. I, okay, here's my nice thing. I watched Aquaman for the first time on a plane. You ready? Mm-hmm. Best movie ever made. Greatest action movie of all time. Greatest acting performances. Best CGI. Most incredible action sequences. Most handsome star. Yeah. Best looking co-star. Nicole Kidman. Willem Dafoe. That's not part of the review. It just is a thing. That Real smoke it. show. Dolph Lundgren is in it. Real smoke show. That movie's fucking insane. Yeah. I'm sorry. See Aquaman. It's wild. It's the. It's so. Vincent Chase witches. It's so. Wet. It's just 
It's so ridiculous. It's dripping. It's so absurd. It is the most absurd. So it is like the, it is the, it is like, I don't, I don't remember the Entourage Aquaman thing, but I think they kind of made like the Entourage Aquaman movie. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they did. And it works. It actually works. It's the best DC movie. It's the best DC movie, hands down. Hands down. And it's also like five hours long. I watched it with my dad, a little bit of it with my dad after I saw it in the plane because I didn't finish it. We had to put subtitles on because it was so loud. You also live slacked me while you watched A Star Is Born. Oh, oh, I watched A Star Is Born. Terrible movie. Horrible performances. No, great performances. Horrible story. Yeah. Terrible. It's a cheesy lifetime movie with very good music. (laughs) But I gotta say, Bradley Cooper's accent or whatever he's doing. (laughs) He's like he's like doing the Batman voice. He's literally like country Batman. I'm not wearing hockey pants, Allie. Piss all over myself. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> piss pig movie. Oh, real downer. Anyhow, I don't know, man. It's been a fucking week. To end know? on a good note. Yeah, um, let's do it. Also, John and I picked our wedding day. Oh my God, when is it? Leap day, 2020, February 29th. Oh, you're so. Outrageous. Another one of my schemes. Also, but it's in February. To limit the number of. But it's um, in February. Where are you going to get married in February? Oh, uh, we have a plan. I'm not telling the listeners. Is I don't it, want any. Is it a up. tropical destination? No. Oh it's come in on! New York City. Let me please give me a. I need a. I need a one wedding to we're travel to. We're going to Amsterdam for our um our anniversary in October, and then we're going to Tokyo as our honeymoon in February. It's going to be great. Um, mm. uh, it's another part of my scheme to keep the number of anniversaries down so I look younger. Do you um? Speaking of younger, Nico Tortorella is in the building today, and they are hotter than all of Aquaman put together. So let's end on that pride note. It's positive. Hmm. Happy, I guess so. They hang out with Hillary Duff. I feel bad that I told the Penny story. On the plus side, she was in very good spirits after I cleaned up all the puke. I mean, she really seemed happy. I guess that's my nice thing. Icon. Anything I can do for it, you know. Legend. <sighs> all right, let's get the fuck out of here. No, we got to get out of here. It's so hot. Bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though, I've just been sent an email containing deep nudes of your whole